At Kroger, we believe it takes the right team to bring you the freshest produce. That's why we partner with farmers who grow only the best. And that level of teamwork means better, fresher options time and time again. Working with farmers is what it takes to be fresh for everyone. Kroger, fresh for everyone. It's the big $10 sale. So mix and match and get two, three, four, five, or even 10 for $10 with your card. So many great deals. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly realms. 
in Christ Jesus, just as in his love he chose us in Christ and he selected us and he set us in order before the foundations of this world so that we would be holy, consecrated, set it apart for him for own purpose, driven, anointing, and blameless in his sight. In love, he possessed and loved his plan for us to be adopted to him as his own children to Christ Jesus in accordance with the kind intentions and good pleasures of his will to praise of his glorious grace forever, which is he so free bestowed on us and the beloved in the name of Jesus. As I walk and operate in the five-fold ministry, he as apostle, apostle, evangelist, pastor, teacher, five-fold by grace. I claim I stand community in the ministry of both properly in the body of Christ. Oh God, remember me also for crisis, change within, outside the body of Christ. Yeah, but also globally in the marketplace, oh God. In here we have redemption. Right now, the name of Jesus. Right now, I claim it by fire. I claim my salvation. In the name of Jesus, I praise your holy name. Your glory name is always glorious to us. In him and in you, that it is the truth, good news, your salvation. I will continue to believe in you. Right now, you have stamped me with your seal of the promise. Right now, Jesus, uh, to 
cast out every demon and heal the sick To raise the dead, but oh shakata I'm empowered to bind, to loose, to decree things that the Bible says Wherever my voice is heard, no one can ask me why I do things with my voice, with the voice of the king that is full of authority I'm commanded and empowered by my God To subdue and exercise dominion For I am made a little lower than the angels And God's crowned me with glory And honor has he made me to have dominion over the works of his hands Christ has destroyed the devil that is with me the devil that was against my authority As God's representative on earth And once again The keys of the kingdom of heaven Are given to me And because I'm a member of the body of Christ Which is the church The gates of hell cannot prevail against me I'm a branch of the vine And Jesus Christ is the true vine Because I abide in him I am full of Faithfulness, gentleness, self-control Lord God, let me prove my own work Then shall I rejoice in the Christ Jesus alone Not in another one Lord, teach me how to bear my own burden Release it unto you wholeheartedly And Father God, do not let me abandon the works of my hands For self-glory or pride They glory of man alone But unto you, my God Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth Let's bear one another, y'all, in day 15. In the name of Jesus, because of the Christ of God and because of the grace of God is upon our life and the light of his glory, we are full of divine favor. We are partakers of heaven's special blessings. We are overcomers. The Bible says whoever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world. Even my faith. In the name of Jesus, because of faith given unto me uh, through the scriptures in the Lord Jesus Christ, my love continues to abide and more and more for God's for all God's people. I do not I do not cease to give thanks. Remember, my Lord has inclined his ears into my prayer unto him, which I always pray day and night. In the mighty name of Jesus, right now, O oh God, we ask you, O oh God, to look after your people. Right now, O oh God, raise them up, O oh God, those that are dead. Raise them up to life right now, O oh God. Let them know that they have been risen, O oh God, to sit at the right hand in heavenly places, because it's far above our rule and Authority and power and dominion. Right now we are up under Christ's feet. We are appointed by Him. He's the head of all things. We are under Him, but He has given us all power and authority to fulfill His will. The Bible says, and this is the confidence that we have in Him, that if we ask anything according to His will, He will hear us. If we know that He hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petition that we desire of him uh, since we know that God's word is his will uh, we can be confident that he will answer yes uh, when we face our prayers on his word uh, the Bible says that this is the confidence that we have in him that if we ask anything according to his will he will hear us uh, and if we know that he hears us whatever we ask we know that we will have the petitions that we desire of him uh, and 
prayer ministry and sword outreach network international net outreach network amen we welcome you hallelujah we give honor to apostle joel as a more god bless you and lady apostle robin hallelujah so we just thank god on today hallelujah we thank god for the collaboration amen hallelujah with both of these great men and women of god and we just can't give god enough of glory just for what he has done over these last seven years amen close to seven years amen so we just thank god hallelujah and we give him all the praise and all the glory hallelujah and you know sometimes you just want to just thank god just because he's god amen and we just thanking god on this morning because he's god hallelujah most of us hallelujah also is celebrating another day man-made day valentine's day but don't you know god gave his only begotten son because he loved us throughout the year 300 hallelujah and 65 days hallelujah he continued to love us amen february the 14th is one day that we celebrate our valentine you know your significant other or maybe your children or somebody that you care for amen that is a holy and a acceptable hallelujah love amen so we give god the glory but god loves us 365 days out of the year what a god amen you know we can be loved just one day on valentine's day but it's nothing like being loved 365 days out of the year amen it's something about god's love god loves and comfort us god's love give us peace and it gives us the ability to know that we are who he created us to be. It allows us to feel afresh, revived, and ready to arise and ready to go on no matter what our situation may be in life. That is that agape, hallelujah, that I'm talking about. And so we give God the glory for his agape because Jesus, hallelujah, laid his life down for you and me. Come on now. I know you love me and I love you, but would you lay your life down for me? Hallelujah. Jesus already did that. Hallelujah. And we give God the glory and the honor for what he has done. Because not only have he laid our life, his life down, but he has given us a second chance to life. Amen. He has given us the ability to know who we are created to be. And he has given us the power, hallelujah, to tread over the enemy. Amen. To heal the sick, to raise the dead. Hallelujah. Come on now. And to cast out devils. Glory. What a power that he's given to us. Amen. So we need to understand that power that he has given to us and know that he's given us that power in order for us to continue to be sons of God and to continue to operate in the kingdom of God, to know who we are called to be and what we are called to do not only in this season, but every season to come. So we don't take it for granted of God and what he has done and what he continues to do. You know, I can stand up here all day and just talk about him. Why? Because he's been so good to me. Amen. He's been good to me. Amen. He's been good to even Apostle Joe L. Moore. We was talking the other day and he just began to just say how grateful he was. You know, you know, he's a man of not a lot of words. But when he began to, when God began to use the man of God, most people's eyes, hallelujah, open like, wow. 
We didn't know the power that was invested in him because he's so, you know, observant and so humble. Amen. And he just waits on the right timing. Amen. And I always tell him those prophet eyes. Amen. He's always looking, hallelujah, to say what thus said the Lord. But we thank God for a prophetic word of truth and a word that we know that will come to pass. Amen. I'll never forget when a man of God spoke to me about five years ago. We were coming from somewhere and he, he didn't know me and I knew that it was God because right now it's manifesting. He said to me, he said, you know, I don't know you, but I know that God sent me in your life. Amen. I know that God has given you a ministry and you're, you've been operating in your ministry even before you met me. But I know that I'm here and that God is even going to use me, amen, to activate something else, hallelujah, that's already in you through the ministry that he has given you. And I tell you, I know for sure because I'm walking that thing out, hallelujah, today, amen. So we thank God for that prophetic word. And not only that, God have graced him to give me the ability, amen, to work the gifts that God has given. Boost your mood in New Jersey. Surprise yourself with new wonders. Stroll beaches and boardwalks. Discover places to dine and catch up with friends. See inspiring art, culture, and history, too. Savor sea breezes and explore all the treasures nature has waiting for you. Rise to the call of adventure or catch a wave into the ocean blue. Find it all at visitnj.org. At Kroger, we believe it takes the right team to bring you the freshest produce. That's why we partner with farmers who grow only the best. And that level of teamwork means better, fresher options time and time again. Working with farmers is what it takes to be fresh for everyone. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the buy five or more, save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Kroger, fresh for everyone to me so I don't take that for granted amen on because you know sometimes people you know they you know they suppress the gift amen they they don't really want the gift to come forth because sometimes because of jealousy or enviness or whatever the case may be but I thank God for his life because there is no jealousy there's no enviness hallelujah in the great work that we're doing together and one thing about the man of God I can truly say is that all he want to do is do God's work, amen. When he saw that we had same life vision, hallelujah, he said, let's just do it, amen. You know, let's just go forth, amen. And he has such a strategic plan on how to do it. And one thing I love about the man of God is he always say, let's pray. You know, he, we, never, we never just jump into something. He always say, let's pray. Let's see. You know, because God has given him that, that he has such an anointing of prayer. Uh, a prayer mantle that God has placed on him. Amen. So we thank God for that. And he, and one of the things he say all the time is let's pray. Let's, let's seek the face of God. You know, and let's just, even though we know that God is say, saying this to us, uh, let's go into a deeper place of intercession so that we can get clarity just to see, to make sure that how we're doing it is what God is saying. And when you have people like that on your team, you know, that is a great, great hallelujah blessing. Amen. Because people don't pray no more. People just jump into it and people just do it. You know, and things begin to crumble and they don't understand why. It's because you didn't go into a place of intercession to really seek God to say, okay, God, now you have shown me, you told me. Now give me strategic blueprint on how to really do it. I'm not saying that God didn't give it to you, but sometimes God will go back and not change the blueprint, but he will 
walk us through every room of the blueprint to make sure that we have everything strategically amen and not only as i'm saying this about the man of god he also have great words to say about me as the woman of god but right now we're talking about the man of god amen so we give god the glory amen the honor because you know sometimes we wait until a person is gone but one thing i understand is that we need to give hallelujah their flowers while they're here amen we need to start honoring people while they're here not just being a woman of god but just people um, as a whole we need to start honoring one another we need to start honoring our children and our husbands and our wives and even those that god may have sent in our life it's always good to say a a sound word a word of encouragement a word of life to somebody because you don't know what they're going through you know even though they may look good on the outside their hair looking nice you know they they haircut really nice and they looking handsome women looking beautiful but you don't know what people are going through so it's always good to just just say a word of encouragement just say something nice you know it, you know i was sitting across from um you know i was sitting on the far end i went out and took myself out to breakfast you know it's always good to do things for yourself and sometimes go out by yourself you know and just treat yourself and i went out to breakfast and you know this lady she was a, a, on the far side of the room she was an older lady but she was staring at me and when i when, when i when i when i noticed that she was staring at me all i could really do is just look back at her and smile Hallelujah. She just waved at me like, you know, you know, didn't even know me, but just my smile back at her just made her just feel a certain way. You know, I could have said, well, what's she looking at? Why is she staring at me? No, no, no. See, when, when, when Jesus is shining in you and the glory is all on you, people begin to stare at you. And then people begin to look you up and down. It's not that it's something negative. It's something positive. They see the glorious light that's inside of you. So sometimes it's just good for you to go ahead and just wave at them and just say, how you doing and god bless you and smile real hard at them you know because you don't know what they may be going through amen and just your smile and just your wave and just your love may just do something to them amen so i'm learning to smile more hallelujah i'm learning to wave more i'm learning to not look at things also always in a negative way but to always look at things positive because there's always something good coming out of whatever it is that we're doing amen hallelujah we want to just give God the glory and just want to remind you that Unlimited Grace Outreach Pantry, we are here at the same location, 1115 Hicks Boulevard, Suite 5, um, Fairfield, Ohio, 45014. We have free food, amen, that's right, and um, all counties, not just Butler County, Hamilton County, Claremont County, whatever county you're in, God has blessed us, and we have food to go all over, amen. We give God the glory, so... Um, um, we usually serve the food also after service. So if, if you come to service, we'll bless you if you need food. And also it's by appointment as well. And then you can always call us, amen, to get that um, appointment to come on out, amen, for the food. You can always inbox, hallelujah, UGPM, hallelujah, on Facebook, as well as Unlimited Grace Outreach Pantry. Um, and also inbox myself if, if you need food. You know, a lot of times our pride will keep us hungry. But guess what? God did not give us this food for it just to sit. God has given us this food to feed the multitude. And I know that most of us, you know, kind of having a heart, may have good jobs or whatever. But right now, we're going through a pandemic. And I believe that when God blesses us, we need to make it known to the people that we have what you may need. Amen. We have good food, not just non-perishable items. We have perishable items. 
as well as weekly um, and as well as monthly. We'll be having fresh vegetables and fruit as well. Amen. So please, if you need something, just come, call, set an appointment, and come on out. And those that may need just a word of encouragement, a word of counsel, guess what? Apostle Joel Azamore, a man of prayer, Lady Apostle Robin Stokes, a lady of woman of prayer, we're here to counsel you. You may have issues in your marriage, you may have issues with your children, you may have issues with addiction, whatever the case may be, we're here to help you, amen. We have testimonies where God has broke us out of different situations, and that's why we can counsel somebody, because look at us, God brought us out, and we are free, amen. You can't bring somebody out someplace when you're still in bondage, but when God has set you free, you're able to tell that devil where to go, and guess what, he has to back up, hallelujah, so we give God the glory and the honor for giving us that sound wisdom to be a word of encouragement. Amen. It's not our own wisdom, but it's all divine wisdom by God. And we're going to tell you what God said, and that's just it. We're not going to make things cookies and cream that make you feel good or to tickle your ears. But we're going to give you the truth. And if you want the truth, you come into the right place. But if you don't want the truth, go ahead and go down the street or go around the corner because we're going to give you the truth right here. Amen. And the word of God. So we're going to just, we, we just thank God. Amen. Hallelujah. And I just want to just make this announcement because you know what? We're going into a series. We continue to do the series. But today is um, until now, you know, to come get this word, you're going to have to come. Hallelujah. This is a place where God is raising up. Hallelujah. Champions of men and women of God. This is a place where you can come to refill, to, to receive salvation. To, to, to get the filling of the Holy Spirit, to, to, to become disciples. This is a place where you will come to get the word of God. Amen. God have equipped, hallelujah, um, hallelujah, Apostle Joe, hallelujah, as well as myself, to, to, to stand and to, and to help the people of God, those that may not know Christ. Amen. Those that may be struggling to get to know him. Amen. We can lead you to the word. We can lead you through prayer. Amen. And I know for sure that God will help you. Amen. So come on out, 1115 Hicks Boulevard, Suite 5. We're getting so deep into this world, we ain't going to have time to broadcast. So go ahead and get it in today because I believe it's going to be the last day. Amen. You're going to have to come here and receive, hallelujah, the word. Amen. You know, um, we're not forcing you to come out, but it's just what we're going to do. Amen. Because a lot of times when we know that the enemy is the prince of the air. Amen. And yes, we send the word out and we go forth and we, we, we preach the word. Hallelujah. Through social media and different platforms. Amen. But through certain other things, God is doing something different in this season. Amen. So I just give God the glory. And, and some of the tapings you will hear. Amen. But as far as the live tapings. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit may be changing some things. Amen. So don't be surprised one morning you wake up and we're not live. Amen. So you will have to come on out. 1115 Hicks Boulevard, Suite 5, Fairfield, Ohio, 45014. We give God the glory. Hallelujah. We thank God for your life. Amen. I thank God for Amber. God bless you, woman of God. Hallelujah. We've been friends for 35 years. Amen. You know, when you have a friendship that long, amen, glory, we thank God for your life. We thank God for you, Susan, as well, for joining us as well. And all those that is joining us as well, we thank God for the 256 countries. As I was looking at that, um, Apostle Joe, 
um, um, I was looking at the statistics of the countries that, that hear us. And, and, and wow, it's, it's countries that I've never heard of. Amen. And, and then the more percentages is, is in, on, on all those different countries. So they are hungry for the word. Amen. Because they're expecting, hallelujah, the word, a word of truth. Amen. So we give God the glory. Amen. For a word of truth. And we're not going to be before you long. I'm just going to continue the series. Amen. We've been in the book of Nehemiah. Amen. We've been talking about um, arise and build. You know, we know in the book of Nehemiah, God, um, Nehemiah tells Hallelujah. It's a place where God uses Nehemiah. You know, Nehemiah, first of all, his name is so significant. Amen. Because it means Yahweh has comfort. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this word. Decrease us that you may increase that the word of God should come forth with power and demonstration. And people should be transformed. People should be changed in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, Nehemiah, his name means Yahweh has comfort, meaning that God has comfort maybe those that have been, hallelujah, mourning or those that have been through something so harsh. And, you know, God used Nehemiah to help the people of God that went through something dramatic, you know, because we understand that around 440 B.C., amen, Around that time, you know, we know that King Nebuchadnezzar, hallelujah, we know about how, you know, he wanted to make sure that Trey would be able to come through the walls and come through the gate. And he did not want anything to stop his money flowing. He didn't want nothing to stop. So he began to send terror through Jerusalem and burning down the walls and burning down the gates and, and driving families out from where they live and driving people away from their hometown. And it was just a disaster. And all the people began to see afterwards was these walls and gates burnt down. And I tell you, Nehemiah understood. He understood, first of all, what God sent him to do. I'm not going to go all the way in. I'm just going to give you a brief hallelujah um, summary because we need to understand where we're at. We're in chapter 3 of the book of Nehemiah, but as we understand, we know that he prayed fervently and continually. We know that Nehemiah was an intercessor. Hallelujah. He wasn't just a regular spiritual leader or a prophet. He was a man that prayed. He was a man of honor. He was a man that was respected not by just people, but by governors, amen, of Jerusalem, amen. He, he, he Not just of Jerusalem, the place where even the king lived, amen, all high authorities. They respected him, why? Because he stood as the cupbearer of the king, amen. See, anytime you stand in the gap, hallelujah, a fervent prayer on behalf of someone else, that means that the targets that are coming towards you are like arrows and darts, amen, that they're going to hit you. But if you are a man or woman of prayer, it will bounce back and back to cinder, amen. And he was a man of prayer, so anything that would try to come up against the king. So if anybody tried to um, poison the king or try to do anything for us, putting something in his food or his drink, Guess what? Nehemiah was the cupbearer, meaning that he bare that cup before the king drank. That he bare the food before the king ate it, meaning that he tasted the food first. He drank the drink first. 
So that means that if anybody planned any death sentence on the king, Nehemiah would have been the first one out. But we thank God that God never allowed Nehemiah to be taken out because God knew that Nehemiah had a work to do. When God give us a work to do, he will make sure that we are sound and we are ready and we are strong and we are strengthened to be able to go forth and do what he's called us to do. And he have allowed Nehemiah to be a man of prayer, of intercession, allowing him to pray fervently. Because he knew that it was only through prayer that he would begin to get divine revelation from God to know exactly how to go back to Jerusalem and begin to build. So God began to download spiritually revelation unto Nehemiah. So when Nehemiah's brother came to him and began to tell him about what went on in Jerusalem, God had already given him a sense of what was going on because Nehemiah began to go into intercession in prayer. He begins to first ask God to forgive him and then begin to forgive the people because God began to reveal to him what was going on and what happened and why it happened and who it happened with and he began to pray and pray and groan and mourn and begin to travail and just go into a deep place of intercession. You know, when you go into a deep place of intercession like that, God will begin to reveal to you mysteries and begin to reveal to you revelation. And I tell you, a remnant of the Israelites have returned seven years earlier um, and rebuilt the temples, but without walls. So families came back. And they began to rebuild, but guess what? There was no walls. There was no gates. You know, the walls and the gates were what kept people, you know, from just coming in. You know, when you have gates, you know, gates, first of all, represents interest, in or out. Hallelujah. Ingress or regress. Hallelujah. So that means that people cannot get into the walls without first going to be able to get through the gates. So it was the gates that gave them access. And once they had access through the gates, then they can go behind the wall. But see, on the wall was a watchtower. Watchmen was on the watchtower. And they began to watch out for the enemy. So when the enemy was afar, before they came to the gate, they were able to warn those that was inside to say, hey, an intruder is on the way. You know, we need to be like watchmen. We need to be stay on the wall and begin to intercede and begin to pray. Because when we come down off that wall, glory to God, that's when the gates and our walls begin to be burnt down and they begin to be burnt down um, not because of what God wants but because the enemy have entered in illegally hallelujah but at the same time they came back and began to build but there was no protection you know when you don't have walls anything can come through that means that you have to have a wall, hallelujah, a fortitude wall of prayer, meaning that you have to be covered, meaning that you have to stay in the hedge of protection. You have to stay under the mighty hand of God. When you stand under the mighty hand of God, that is that wall that begins to protect you uh, from any fiery darts or any javelins or whatever may try to come your way. Guess what? It would bounce back and go back to 
send the glory. So therefore, we got to make sure we keep up those 42 walls in our life. Those 42 walls of God's mercy. 42 walls of God's grace. 42 walls of God's, hallelujah, sacrificial, hallelujah, glory. Hallelujah. We make sure that we keep those walls up because it protects us and it allows us, hallelujah, to be able to see what's coming in. And then we would know how to react. And then we won't be so vulnerable to the attack. See, they were so vulnerable to the attack because the walls were broken down. The gates were broken down. People were able to enter in illegally. Glory to God. So the people living in the city did not have a solid wall. Amen. So they did not. They was defenseless. They was humiliated. Amen. But God knew that when he began to put it into um, Nehemiah's spirit, amen, he knew that it was time to rebuild, amen, a wall, amen. See, rebuilding the wall signaled God once again willing to bless his people. I know sometimes we mess up. I know sometimes we, 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 we allow our walls to be broken down illegally. But one thing, a good wall also will give us a sense of security, give us a sense of safety to give us a sense of protection and then we will feel like a community so that's why God allowed Nehemiah to be sent so that Nehemiah can go and begin to build these walls but see Nehemiah wept when he heard the news of the broken walls and that the walls were not only torn down but the gates were burnt as well he knew that the lack of repairing the walls showed people fear men and not God see the people fear men. They fear hallelujah, Nazareth. They fear Tobiah, Shabal and Gisham. They fear those wicked governors, but they did not fear God. See, one of the things in life, if you want to ever go anywhere, you need to make sure that you have the fear of God. You know, I want to come to you on today. Um, we don't have the fear of God anymore. You know, we do what we want to do. We say what we want to do. We tell people one thing and do something else. But when we want something we'll tell people what they want to hear but once we get it we go and please ourselves but see God is looking for a remnant that fears him that reverence him that loves him that will respect him and give him the glory and give him the honor we no longer fear God we come to the house of God whenever we want we got so we get so comfortable now we don't even get out of our beds we turn on Facebook and we choose the man or woman of God that we want to watch we choose the church that we want to um, um, see on social media. We no longer come out the house. You know, the sacrifices when you can get out of your bed and get in your car. And Family. It looks a little different for everyone. For some, it's mom and dad. For others, roommates who feel like family. And for others, it's your significant other, their golfing buddies, your children, a high school soccer team starting lineup, and oh look, they're all taking you up on the offer to stay for dinner. Really testing the limits of that phrase. The more the merrier. But no matter where you call home, GEICO makes it easy to bundle and save on home and car insurance. Easier than making three frozen pizzas and assorted frozen veggies into a cohesive meal. Great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right. One month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details. 
and go to where God is sending you. Not just watching on Facebook, not just watching on YouTube, not just watching on Instagram. You know, we make things like a microwave world. You know, we don't fear God no more. We don't want to come into the house of God because we say, oh, they hurt us. The church hurt us. Church hurt. Oh, my God. We blame church on everything because we just don't want to do what God is calling us to do. You know, it's time for us to quit blaming one another, quit blaming people, and fear God. Because when we fear God, it opens up the treasure of his wisdom, of his knowledge, of his understanding and revelation and mysteries. Hallelujah. We don't fear God. We don't reverence him. Hallelujah. So men and women of God, quit saying, oh, they don't respect me. See, the reason why they don't respect you is because they don't fear God. See, somebody that fear God will respect you even if you're right or wrong. Hallelujah. They will respect you because they fear God. And they know that, see, they can't judge you and they can't put you in hell. But only God can judge you. And they leave it up to God because they know that at one day that we will all have to stand before God. And God will judge each and every last one of us by every deed that we have done. So they respect, hallelujah, the anointing on your life. Why? Because they fear God. We must fear God. And these people did not fear God. They feared men. Hallelujah. But let me tell you, Nehemiah was such an intercessor. See, a true intercessor knows the way to connect. And they have a so true relationship with our Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. They know how to ask in his name. They know how to come before him. See, one thing Nehemiah did, he just didn't go asking God for things. He just didn't go ask God, oh, give me power to go and rebuild. You know, some of us just want a name. Some of us just want people to see what we have done. He, he didn't care about that. He knew the assignment. He, he went to God first and said, I confess my sins, not just of the people, but of myself. See, a true intercessor has a nature and the ability to communicate within their spirit with the spirit of the living God. So their spirit and the Holy Spirit begins to connect. And it's like the Holy Spirit is the mediator on their behalf to go to God and begin to ask God whatever it is that they need. See, an intercessor makes a request, a plea, a counsel, a sacrifice. Sometimes we may even beg, a urge, a counsel, even discuss. But most of all, we take a risk because we stand in the gap on behalf of the people. And we make war on issues related to those that are weaker that cannot stand. That makes such an impact on the final outcome on those that we serve. See, the difference between someone that's called an intercessor and a person who prays. See, anybody can pray, but not all praying people are intercessors. But guess what, y'all? We're all supposed to be intercessors. No matter if you're a bishop, an apostle, a, a, a prophet, an evangelist, a teacher, an evangelist, a, a, a pastor. Or just a lay member. We all supposed to be intercessors. 
See, the opposite of a true intercessor may live their entire life, hallelujah, and live to make only one great act of intercession. See, the difference between an intercessor, first of all, I was saying that sometimes as an intercessor, it's a heartfelt prayer. Amen. And the heart is behind the prayer. Amen. See, at the end of the day, it's what our heart is truly saying. What our spirit is truly communicating. Hallelujah. That will impact and change God's heart. See, what we say is so vital. Because it has to touch the heart of God in order for God to move. So Nehemiah had so many different characteristics. Not only was he an intercessor, but he was a man of loyalty. See, loyalty is a quality or a state or an incident of being loyal. But loyal is an unserving, the allegiance to something with um, diligence and faithfulness. See, when you're faithful to something, that means that you're going to do whatever you got to do to get it done. You're going to put every effort in making it happen. When you're loyal to God, that means that what you say is what you're going to do. You ain't going to just tell somebody that you're going to be there and then you don't be there. You're going to do what you say because you're not talking to them. You're talking to God. See, one thing we must understand is that we make a lot of promises to man. But the thing is, it's not that we're making promises to man because when, the, when, 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 when God is in that man and that woman, you're making promises. You, you, you make a vows to God, especially when you're talking to men and women of God. See, a lot of times we try to trick people and we say one thing just to get what we want. But see, when you're really talking to a true man or woman of God, when you're saying, I'm going to do this for God and doing that for God, you're not saying you're going to do that and that for them. You're talking to God. They're not God, but the God that's in them. Because God, we, his image is in us. Amen. And God lives in us. Amen. Because his spirit is in us. So you're talking to God Almighty in heaven. So when we make a promise, we need to keep our vow to God. But a lot of times we want to please man. We want to please woman. And so we make promises to men and women. And what happened is when they sometimes offend us or they may not do something correct, you know, we leave. But, you know, you're not leaving them, you're leaving God. Because it is God who you have, hallelujah, the loyal to. See, loyalty is God. See, for us, loyalty is most powerful force within one's heart. See, being loyal to one who gave life and allowed us to receive the inheritance while here on earth without making it hard for us to obtain. See, at the same time, Deuteronomy 7 and 9 reminds us, Know therefore that the Lord their God, he is God, the faithful God, which keep covenant and mercy with them that love him and keep his commandment to a thousand generations. Wow. So why? Why we are not loyal to God? Through his service leading us to fulfill our purpose and destiny. See, he's saying that he's going to give us everything through thousands of generations. See, we are so blessed. Because even if we are faithless, he remains faithful. What a God. See, even in the Bible, he reminds us, 2 Timothy, here we come, 2 and 13. If we are faithless, he remains faithful. For he cannot deny himself. So when we are not being faithful to God, God's still faithful to us. But at the end of the day, there becomes a consequence. Hallelujah. See, you got to be in him and, and not just call on his name when you need something. But you have to abide in him, remain in him. And Nehemiah remained in him. Hallelujah. 
So let's go ahead and get into the book of Nehemiah chapter 3, the rebuilding of the walls. Amen. We began to talk about the walls. Hallelujah. We began to talk about how the walls were so significant. Amen. So I want to talk a little bit about the walls and then we're going to go right into, hallelujah, that passage of scripture. We said that the walls there contain 34 watchtowers and seven main gates for open for traffic with two minor gates. See, I want to break it down because I want to paint the blueprint of what Nehemiah was sent to do. See, you can't understand scripture if you don't understand how you, hallelujah, the revelation and what was within these walls and these gates. Amen. See, let me help you understand something. A gate is a point of entry to a space which is enclosed by walls. Hallelujah. Gates may prevent or control the entry or exit of someone entering or exiting. And then the walls are within the gates. Hallelujah. Meaning that the walls is what support around what's inside. Hallelujah. See, Jesus wants to rebuild our spiritual walls and make the gates that let in and let out the things of the spirit strong. Hallelujah. Demonic spirits and evil influence out of our life. Why? Because walls offer symbolic protection if we continue to abide in God. But if we're not abiding in Jesus, then guess what? Those spirit, hallelujah, that I'm talking about, demonic evil spirits begin to influence us. Why? Because we're outside the hedge of protection. We're outside the gate. We're outside the walls of protection. See, God wants to make sure that we have this symbolic protection. Because it secures us, not only spiritually, but it secures us socially, economically, and physically, and financially, and educationally. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And it represents such a symbolic wall to activate. Activate things for us to move and receive the inheritance that God has given to us. So that's why we have to block out negative things in our life so that we can allow our spiritual walls that send such a symbolic signal of God's protection, of God's inheritance, of God's grace and mercy. So that we can be able to allow God to speak to us and release things within us so that we can know how to move in and out and fulfill our purpose and destiny. So that's why as Nehemiah began to rebuild the walls, he understood that in rebuilding these walls, that it was going to take strategic, hallelujah, revertorial guidance and divine directions and instructions by the Holy Spirit. So let's go ahead and begin to read, hallelujah, the rebuilding of the wall, chapter 3. Then Elisabeth, the high priest, rose up with his brother and the priest, and they built the sheep gate. They sanctified it and set up the doors of it, even into the tower of me, and that sanctified it into the tower, hallelujah, of Hananiel. Amen. First of all, Elisabeth, the high priest, he was the grandson of Jeshua, the high priest, hallelujah. He was, in the later years, he caused much trouble for Nehemiah. Amen. When we go down further in, in the chapter. Amen. And, and, and then we just heard about the tower of Mia. Amen. The tower of Mia was the tower of the hundred, right next to the sheep gate. 
the tower of Haniel was a little further west. And after these buildings were finished, they were sanctified or they were consecrated to the Lord. So there were many different people involved in the work. See, they labor, labored as family, as units, not just one individual. Amen. Why? Because they all had unique and significant gifts and the way that they began to do things. Amen. And how they were able to put things together as they began to work in family units. Amen. See, the sheep gate seemed to be a gate in the eastern wall. It would have been appropriate for the high priest and priests to work on these walls, but not everyone wanted to wanted the wall built. You know, a lot of times, you know, when God gives you a vision, some people just not with the vision. Why? Because they don't see the greater outcome. They only see what they want to see. But at the end of the day, God is calling us to do a great work. There's going to be many that's not going to come. They're going to fall off the, the, the wagon. But that's okay. Leave them where they are. You have to continue to be faithful and do what God called you to do. And I tell you, God will give you people to help you with this divine vision that he has given you. He will send divine helpers, those that have a heart to build, those that want to build, those that will do whatever it takes to build. They have the knowledge to build. They have the skill to build. They have the anointing to build. They have the grace and the strength to build. You won't have to beg them to build. They'll just come in and start building. They'll come in and start putting things together. They'll come in and start making things happen. They'll come in and make sure everything's complete. They won't even ask you to do nothing. They won't even ask you for nothing. They will just come in and complete the job. Then at the very end, they will say, is this all right? And you would just go ahead and just check it off and say everything's good. Amen. Those are the divine, the divine helpers that God is sending to us. Amen. See, they work on the gate and the walls on the eastern side. Amen. This gate was called the sheep gate. Why? Because it was the gate that the sheep were brought through. Come on, it's common sense. Sheep gate. You know, I know you probably, some of y'all were saying, well, why was it called the sheep gate? Because sheep were brought through there. And before sacrificing them at the temple. Let's go to two. And next unto him built the men of Jericho. And next to them built Zachar, the son of Ibra. See, this right here lets us know that these were the chief of the men of Jericho. Amen. These were men assigned to the northeast corner of the wall. Very little um, else known as Zachar and Mar. See, God will always have those that may he have in charge of different areas. Amen. But at the end of the day, no matter who's in charge, when God sends you to do a work, he will already speak to their hearts. But remember, sometimes there's a stronghold that sometimes will keep those individuals from hearing what God is saying. But that's why we stay in a place of prayer, of intercession. Because when we begin to pray and intercede, hallelujah, the Spirit of God begins to move. And no matter if they don't want it or not, 
Hey, God begins to move them out the way. And if they don't obey, he will change guards and he will bring somebody else that will obey. So you don't have to fight your enemies. Come on now. We know Tobiah, hallelujah, means God is good. We know Shabbat means enemy in secret. And we know Gisha means shower of blessing. So sometimes God will bring your enemies to remind you God is good. He will bring your enemies to remind you, oh, I see you, your enemy in secret. And he will let you know that even when you go through the sweat and all the issues that you may go through, I'm about to shower down my blessing onto you. Amen. So don't allow your enemies, amen, to get to make you fear or to get you out of your seat. But know that they are there to help you get to the next place. Amen. And three, but the fish gate did the sons of Hassana, Bill, who also laid the beams thereof and set up the doors thereof. The locks thereof and the bars thereof. See, fish gate, so named because merchants sold fish on the northern side of Jerusalem. See, the men of Terry and other coastal towns routinely brought fish to sell. See, the fish gate was on the northern side. It was very near the gate that we call today the, excuse me, the gate that we call today is called, uh, the democracy gate. Amen. The fish that were brought through this gate into Jerusalem came from the Sea of Galilee and the Jordan River. Amen. And next unto them repaired Merimoth, the son of Urijah, the son of Kos. And next unto them they repaired Mashalem and the son of Barachiah and the son of Mashabel, and until them repaired Zadok, the son of Bana. Amen. And next unto them, the Tekites repaired, but their nobles put their necks to the work of the Lord. Amen. Now we know um, Tekoan was the hometown of Prophet Amos, located about 10 miles south of Jerusalem. Their territory was on the fringe of civilization. Amen. But at the end of the day, they were the people and not their leaders working on the walls and gate. They worked, hallelujah, helping with the bill. Amen. Moreover, the old gates repaired Jorada, the son of Pasiah and Mashalem, the son of Basadeah. They laid beams thereof and set up the doors thereof and the locks thereof and the bars thereof. Amen. And next unto them repaired Mattiah, the Get the Gibeonite, and Jadon, the Moran the Tite, the men of Gibeon, and the Mesopa, and to the throne of governor on this side. Next unto him repaired Uzziah, the son of Herhiah, Her, uh, the goldsmith. Next unto him also repaired Hananiah, the son of the at the cross, and there fortified Jerusalem and the broad wall. And next to them repaired Rephiah, the son of Ur, the ruler of the half part of Jerusalem. Amen. And next to them repaired Judah, the son of, hallelujah, and even against the house. And next to him repaired um, Hattish, the son of Hashbinah. The son of Haram and Hashab, the son of Path Moab, 
repair the other pieces in the tower of the furnace. Amen. So we're talking about the building. Hallelujah. The next of him repaired Shalom, the son of Hashem, the ruler of part of Jerusalem, he and his daughters. The valley gate repaired Hanum and the inhabitants of Zaniah. They built it and set up the doors thereof and the locks thereof and the bars thereof. Amen. See the reconstruction, reading in my commentary, the reconstructing of Jerusalem wall was a group effort. A fact readily seen in the freaking use of the words next and two. See, we kept hearing next and two, right? See, without... Great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right. One month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details. To make a rich, smooth cold brew, Tim Horton steeps 100% Arabica beans for 16 hours. What could be richer than that? Well, uh... How about blending in swirls of sweet Irish cream? Rich enough? Ooh, I guess. Not quite. Because Tim Hortons tops that cold brew with the cloud of sweet cold foam. Now, what could be richer than that? Nothing? Exactly. Irish cream cold brew with cold foam now at Tim Hortons. Or try cold foam on any of your Tim Hortons favorites. Modifications extra for a limited time at participating U.S. locations. No cooperation, it is impossible for the people to come together to accomplish meaningful tasks. What one person does affect everyone else. Making each person accountable to the team for his or her performance. So that's why you kept hearing next unto us means others should prompt us to elevate Hallelujah, our impact in our lives. So they had to work together. It has to be a unity. There has to be a unit, meaning that when one finished, the other one had to be ready to take hold on to begin whatever task it was so that it could continue, so things could continue to move promptly and things could continue to move, hallelujah, um, suddenly so that there would not be any breakage or anything of that sort. Amen. So as we continue, um, it begins to continue to talk about in 14, but the dung gate repaired, hallelujah, Machaya, the son of Rechem, the ruler of part of Beth, Hakum, he built it and set upon the doors thereof, the locks thereof, and the bars thereof, amen, hallelujah. So let's talk just a little bit about um, what we're talking about here, amen, see the valley gate, the dung gate was at the south tip of the city, near the pool, hallelujah, of Selim. And refuse was carted to the valley of Hinnom to be burned. Amen. And they began to talk about how wide and how deep this was and how many feet and cubits it was. They say it was about a thousand cubits, meaning about 1,500 feet. So this will be a large area for repair. So right now we're just talking about the gates and we're talking about the walls that needed repair. Amen. So all these areas that we're talking about is what they had to repair. So they're breaking it down. See, I told you that there was over 34, hallelujah, 
walls and there were gates and minor gates amen so it's breaking down all of these areas because it was not just one wall we're talking about many walls we're talking about um several gates hallelujah so each wall remember they were burnt down they were destroyed it was nothing so they had to build from ground up anytime you build from ground up you have to start at the foundation you can't just go and build because things will crumble you have to start at the foundation and make sure that the foundation is solid is, is sound then you begin to build the structure around the foundation means the walls that will sit on the foundation so when the weight begins to come on the foundation the foundation won't crack you know when you went to real estate and building hallelujah you understand the foundation when you're selling someone a house you know being a licensed realtor for over almost 20 years, you understand everything that's on the outside, don't get it twisted. You need to make sure you know what's on the inside. Hallelujah. That's just cosmetic. You know, a nice door, a nice, you know, um, you know, curtain. But we're talking about the foundation. It's the foundation sound. Hallelujah. Is there any cracks in the foundation? It's the foundation shifting. Hallelujah. Is there any way that the, when, the, when, 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 when the water comes, would it shift the foundation where the house would tilt or lean or, or the walls would be broken? Hallelujah. The foundation because it will it will begin to mess with the structure, the beams. So we got to make sure that the beams and the pillars on top of the foundation is sound. So when you begin to build the walls and the drywall, it will begin to hold. Amen. You know, when you're putting something in the wall that's very heavy, you can't just put in those nails that will open up inside the walls just like that. You have to find the beam. The beam is what gives you the support. So when you hit on the wall, you will hear like a solid hallelujah sound. But when you hit on the wall in other areas, it may sound hollow. Why? Because there's not a beam behind it. You have to find the beam so that when you begin to drill in that beam, it will give you the support to hold something that is very heavy and it would not fall down. But if it's if, but if you nail it in a hollow area, it will it will come out. Amen. It, it, it won't hold. So you have to make sure that the foundation and, and, and is sound. It, it is something that will hold. Amen. It is something that will grip it. It was something that would not allow after years to um, release it. It has to stay put wherever it is. So these walls that were being built had to make sure that these wasn't just going to be no ordinary walls because remember, they went through these walls being burnt down. They went through these walls being destroyed. So these walls have to make sure that they're able to stand against any type of destruction, any type of war, any type of whatever the case may be. Hallelujah. So I believe that when they begin to use the timber and the wood that um, Nehemiah brought from the forest. It was wood that was not easy to be burnt. It was not easy to set a flame to it and just be burnt down. Why? Because they went through that already. So God would not give us supplies and material for it to be destroyed again. When it's God's divine plan, he would make sure that it lasts. He would make sure that it is strong and it's sturdy. That it would make sure that it will hold. Hallelujah. So make sure your material, hallelujah, that you're gathering is what God is giving you. But it's not just your own material. Material. Hallelujah. So that it will stand and it would not just break down. And these walls were being built. Hallelujah. To be firm. Amen. So that's why as we begin to break down these gates, we're talking about the valley gate. We're talking about the dung gate. Amen. See, but the dung gate repair, like I said, this was one of 
the Rechalabites, they were forbidden to build houses, but perhaps they might not build private houses for themselves to dwell in. They might be employed in building walls and fortresses for public security, though it's more probable that man was not of that family. But at this particular time in that day, when they built that stuff, it was profitable for them to build, for them to be secure within their own. But see, we're talking about these walls right now, the gates, hallelujah, we're talking about the gates that were being built. So in 15 it says, but the gate of fountain repaired Shulam, the son of Kohosea, the ruler of part of Mesopah, he built it and covered it and set up the doors thereof, the locks thereof, and the bars thereof, and the wall of the pool of Salah by the king's garden and to the stairs. They go down from the city of David. See, they understood the structure of the place that was already built. They lived there. It was a place where they already knew of. But see, God gave them new material. God gave them new things to build with. Amen. So they understood how wide and how deep. But also God gave them a different blueprint. Amen. To dig a little deeper. Hallelujah. To dig, to make sure that it's a little stronger. That the foundation is a little sounder. Amen. So they understood how to build because prior before it was built in a certain way but God would never allow us to build things the same way he will always send a different plan for us to build especially when he is changing things amen and he's moving things differently because the way that we used to do things he said no I don't want y'all to do things that way anymore I have a new a new thing for you amen to do I have a new um, a fresh anointing I have a, a fresh hallelujah anointing for you to receive in order to reveal something new that I'm giving to you. So at this particular time, he built it and he covered it. He roofed it. See, this is not to say that any of the gates was not um, being built this way, but he set up doors. Amen. He finished it. He completed it. Amen. You know, if you if you go in some parts of the country, you will see some of their homes that are sound built. You know, built from the ground up, the foundation is sound. Come on, the, 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 the walls is sound. But guess what? Most of the places don't have a roof. Why? Because roofing sometimes can be expensive. One of the most expensive things to finish. But see, one thing about God is that when he give us the blueprint, he'll make sure that we have the materials to finish it. Because they understood that to set up these doors, it would complete it. Amen. It would complete it. See, they, they needed to make sure that everything was set in part. Amen. So um, in 3.16 it says, After him repaired Nehemiah the son of Asbrew, the ruler of the half part of Bazaar, until over against the scaptures of David, into the pool that was made, into the house of the mighty. See, this was another place, amen, that they began to rebuild. And then it says, After him repaired their brethren. Amen. So these was not just places but people was being rebuilt. Their confidence was being rebuilt. Come on now. Their faith was being rebuilt. Their relationship with God was being rebuilt. See, it was more than just a rebuilding of a building. They were being rebuilt through salvation. God began to heal them. God began to deliver them. He began to go deep down with inside of them and began to deliver them from all of the horror and the pain that they began to go through by when the walls were burnt down, the walls were, were destroyed, and they were terrorized. They were humiliated. They, they went through so much. Hallelujah. So God began to not only repair the gates, 
hallelujah, on the foundation level. He began to repair the walls and gates within their spiritual aspects of their lives. Amen. See, when God begins to reveal, hallelujah, the foundation of something of his elements, amen, he don't just rebuild the element, amen, of the building, but he also rebuild, hallelujah, the building within you. He will re re reform your mind. He will transform your mind. He will renew your mind. He will bring new things, hallelujah. He will send a fresh anointing. He will strengthen your hands. He will make your hands um, able to war. He will bring new revelatory revelation, his divine wisdom and understanding. But most of all, the fear of the Lord will be upon you. So God began to heal them spiritually as well. So not only we're talking about the repairing the wall of something structural, hallelujah, of God's element, but we're talking about a repairing of the wall of them being repaired spiritually as well. Because these were people that were hurt, people that have drawn away from God. They moved away from God. They didn't believe, oh, God is this because of what happened to them. And they knew, wait a minute, how could this happen to us? And we serve God. You know, sometimes when we go through things in our life that is so horrible and so, oh, my God, we'd be like, wait a minute. We have served God to the fullest. We have done this for God. We have done that for God. How can he do this to us? How can he take our loved one? How can we lose our job? How can we have cancer? How can we do this? How could this happen? And it's God. See, one thing about God is God would never leave us nor forsake us. God would never put too much on us that we can bear. God would never do things to make us not know, hallelujah, that he is there for us. He wants us to know that no matter what we go through, what we may have to overcome, he is always with us from the beginning and the end. He is the everlasting father. He is the sacrificial lamb. He is, amen. And I tell you that we must understand that things that we go through in life, it is to make us not break us. It is to take us to another level in God. It's allowed for us to rebuild the gates and the walls, these same gates and walls that uh, Nehemiah was sent to rebuild. But God did not just use him to rebuild them. He used these different places and these different people to rebuild the places that they already settled in. Why? Because they knew the place. They understood the history of the place. See, God won't, won't just send you to have to do all the work, but he will bring people that already know how, what, when, and why and who, amen, to go in to help you so that you don't have to think so hard, you don't have to work so hard, you don't have to do things so hard because God will send people to be a help to you, amen, hallelujah, I don't hear you, you didn't say amen back, so in 19, and next to him repair Isaiah, the son of Jishah, the son of Mesopah, another piece over against going up of the army of the turning point, amen, see another piece or a second piece one of the two pieces for another is mentioned. Why? Because at the same time, over against the going up of the army, at the turning of the wall, this was the western wall, towards the south, near to which was a place where armor was laid up. Perhaps the same with the Tower of David, to which there is a loosome, hallelujah, the armory, which was located on the eastern side of Jerusalem. Amen? Let's go to 20. And after him, Barak, the son of Zebiah, earnestly repair the other piece from the turning of the wall into the door of the house of um, Elijah, the high priest. Amen. And after him, repair Merimoth, the son of Uriah, the son of Kaz, another piece from the door of the house of Elijah, even to the end of the house of Elijah. And after him, repair the priest, the men of the plain. Amen. And after him, repair Benjamin and Hashem over against their house. And after him repaired 
Aziah, the son of Mazad, the son of Aniah, by his house. Amen. And after him repaired Bina, the son of Hanadad, another piece from the house of Aziah, until the turning of the wall, even into the corner. Pala, the son of Zah, over against the turning of the wall and the tower which lay out of the king's high house that was by the court of the prison after Padiah, the son of Parosh. Moreover, the Nathim dealt dwelt in Apithia until the place over against the water gate towards the east and the tower lay out. And after them, the Tekites, the repair another piece over against the great tower that lay even with the wall of Apithia. And from above the horse gate repaired the priest, everyone over against his house. And after them repaired Zadok, the son of Emma, over against his house. After him repaired also Shema, the son of Shekinah, the keeper of the east gate. And after him repaired Hananiah, the son of Shelemiah, and Hanan, the sixth son of Zappah, another piece. And after him repaired Meshulam, Mesh the son of Barachia, over against his chamber. And after him repaired Micaiah, the goldsmith's son, and to the place of Lithium, and then the merchants over against the gate, Micaiah, and to going up of the corner. Amen. So, and between the going up of the corner and to the sheep gate, repaired the goldsmith and the merchant. And again, we're talking about all these areas, amen, that was repaired. Amen. These were areas that was repaired. Hallelujah. These was the rebuilding of the walls and the gates. Amen. So the rebuilding of the walls of the gate allowed them to rebuild it to where it was sound. It was strong. To where it gave us not only the, 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 the history of the different gates and the walls that were being built, but it also allowed us to understand the purpose and the reason why these walls and gates had to be built this certain way. Amen. And it, and it gave Nehemiah also more um, knowledge and, 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 and understanding on these walls and gates. See, when God sends you to do a work, you got to have more than just a knowing. you got to have an understanding. Because when you have this understanding, then you're able to have um, the ability to finish out whatever it is that God has given you to do. See, you need information. Information is very important. See, the information allows you to gather the um, information to put it together in order to make decisions, to know how to work out the plan, and then know how to execute the plan. Without the correct, accurate information, it'd be hard for you to execute a plan. So that's why you have to dig real deep and real hard for information. But we just don't get that information just by our own wisdom and knowledge and through education. But we need to ask the Holy Spirit to give us divine wisdom and divine knowledge, and divine understanding, and his revelation to understand what it is that he is showing us and telling us what to build. Amen. So at the end of the day, we know that not only did Nehemiah care about the communities in Jerusalem, but God also cares about our community. He could, he, 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 God can, listen, Jesus cares so much about not just our communities, but he cares so much about our cities. Our, our towns, hallelujah, our countries. Why? Because he built it all. It's his. So he cares about how it's being rebuilt. He, he cares about what's going on in each country, in each city, in each neighborhood, in each community, in each household, each family, because he built it. So he want to make sure that even if he has to go in and rebuild it, 
We understand the structure. We understand the history behind it and why it's being rebuilt and in a certain way that it's being rebuilt. Because God is not going to rebuild something for it to fall down again. But God is going to rebuild it for it to be sound. Amen. And I hope the teaching of this word on today was something that blessed you. I told you that we continue to teach in this area. Hallelujah. And we just give God the glory. And so we just want to thank you, God, and we thank you for those that have joined us. We thank you, O oh God, for the word that have come forth. And God, we don't take it for granted for what you have done. And God, we just ask you that this word fall on good ground. And God, if there's anybody out there that needs to receive Christ, we ask you, O oh God, to come into their homes, come into wherever they are. Holy Spirit, we ask you to, to, to endow your spirit on them. Let them confess and know that Jesus is their Lord and Savior, that he died for them. And ask them, O oh God, to forgive, to, to, to forgive themselves. Let them know that all they have to do is just forgive themselves and forgive others and know that Jesus Christ is their Lord and Savior, that he died for them. And that they want him to be their father and, and, and they want him to come and dwell in him and them in the mighty name of Jesus. And that they would like to receive the Holy Spirit and, and the Holy Spirit should come upon them and they should receive power. And that God shall divinely give them wisdom and knowledge and understanding and allow the word of God to be, hallelujah, there, everything. Amen. So God, we give you the glory. We give you the honor. We thank you. And we just give everybody, we just thank God for you. And we welcome you, everybody, for joining us. And we'll be back here at 6 o'clock on this evening, 1115 Hicks Boulevard, Suite 5, Fairfield, Ohio. 45014, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So come on out, amen, and join us, amen. We'll be here, amen. So until next time, may God bless you, may God keep you, may the peace of God continue to surpass upon you in Jesus' name. Hallelujah and glory to God. And we thank you for joining us on this morning in Jesus' name, amen. Great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right, one month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details.